and welcome back to The Happy Half, a half hour weekly podcast with me, Heather Conda, to share what has made me and others happy and to shout out some of the happier things in the news. It's episode four, another week, another month. Wow, we're in July. How are we in July? I can't believe we're already halfway through the year. And somehow, I think I've been back in my family home for over a hundred days. We've done over a hundred days of lockdown and counting, and we haven't managed to kill each other yet. But I hope you all had a good week last week. I had a fairly good week. I did some teaching, some job applications, and the regular things of singing, dancing, cooking, watching TV. Oh, the other day, I watched the Eurovision Song Contest movie. It was absolutely mad. It hasn't made it into the top three because I can't decide whether it's categorically terrible or so bad that it's good. But it definitely perked me up the other day. And I just couldn't stop thinking throughout the film how weirdly hot Dan Stevens looked. A little bit different from his Matthew Downton Abbey days. But it was quite a sight seeing him singing surrounded by four chiselled men wearing gold hot pants. Definitely something to make you smile, even though for the wrong reasons. And it was one of those films where you just want to stop watching, but you can't. Anyway, that was a diversion already. But I'll stop talking about Eurovision and get on to the happy stories from last week. There's some great news to share and there is another exciting guest appearance from someone far more intellectual than I. So enjoy. I won't lie, I had to slightly think about my top three from the past week because some days the best things in the day were honestly as simple as making really creamy porridge on the hob and a perfectly ripe banana. But I won't bore you with that and hopefully I've chosen three things which are a little more interesting to talk about. So firstly, I have been listening to lots of jazz this week. I've always been a big fan of jazz and for me it's the perfect style to listen to whilst I'm tidying or whilst I'm doing jobs around the house. And the other day I was trying to sort through my wardrobe, which is a state, has far too many clothes in it. And I was listening to a jazz playlist and the song I'm Beginning to See the Light with Ella Fitzgerald and Duke Ellington came up. It's such a wonderful song and it has a really great groove. And at the time, I suddenly thought how the lyrics were slightly apt for these times. Contextually, obviously very different circumstances. But I thought, I'm beginning to see the light. It could be applicable. And Ella Fitzgerald has such luscious tones. I am a huge fan of her and I always have been. She is probably the queen of jazz. Although it is worth mentioning, actually, as it might come as a bit of a surprise. But Fitzgerald sometimes struggled to get booked by clubs and TV shows because she was black. So another awful example of racism and prejudice which can be found in history. Marilyn Monroe actually had to step in on one occasion and Marilyn was a huge supporter of Ella Fitzgerald and her talent as well as being a good friend. And she had to persuade the owner of a very famous LA nightclub to hire Fitzgerald 
by promising to sit at the front of the house every night to get as much publicity as possible. So that's a clear example of her white privilege. But obviously, as soon as the show started, Marilyn Monroe's efforts weren't needed because Ella Fitzgerald sold out every single night due to her amazing talent and her insane vocals. And that should obviously never have been in question. Her scat singing is quite something and her voice just never fails to brighten up my day or calm me down for that matter. And her songs also feature some fab saxophone. Johnny Hodges is often the saxophonist and he has such great slicks and tricks. His tone and technique are impeccable. I play the sax and I'm honestly in admiration when I hear his playing. Anyway, if I'm not careful, I could talk about jazz all day. So I'm going to stop there. But I would definitely recommend listening to a variety of jazz for some feel-good and relaxing tunes. If you're looking for other recommendations, then Nina Simone and Billie Holiday are also firm favourites of mine that I frequently listen to. The next in my top three is an obvious one, but I do want to mention it because they never fail to make me smile and the past week has been no exception. It is catching up with friends. And one of the best things about the past few months is that I've had time to catch up with people that I haven't spoken to properly in ages. People from uni and even some people that I actually haven't spoken to since school. Sometimes I think I've actually seen people more virtually than I would have been able to in real life. I've had lots of FaceTimes, lots of catch-up calls. And earlier last week, a few of us had another virtual games night which is always really fun. Articulate and things like Pictionary actually work quite well online. I say that I'm not a competitive person, but when it comes to Articulate online, I sometimes find myself basically screaming at the laptop. There's also a site called Scribbolo, which you might have heard of, which you can play Pictionary on. And it's a really good laugh because often people struggle to draw online. It's very hard. And last time, I was one of the only people to correctly guess someone's drawing of a porch. A porch, of all things. And people definitely struggled to guess my drawings. They left a lot to be desired. One time I had tail and basically ended up drawing animals, which looked very weird and basically had sticks coming out of them. And I drew loads of arrows to the sticks. And people were like, what What are you drawing? But we had a good time. And I also realised on the call how insanely diverse everyone's jobs were. This is a bit of a side note, but I'm very lucky to have some incredibly talented and amazing friends in the performing arts. But from uni, I have friends from a variety of different careers. And on the call, there were teachers and consultants and medics, and there was even a prison officer. And my friends are all doing such amazing things. Obviously, that's not why I'm friends with them, but you never know. These careers could come in handy when I get into a sticky situation like breaking another bone or accidentally breaking the law. In my yearbook from school, I was actually the person most likely to become a drug mule without realising it. So you never know. Here's hoping that doesn't happen, but I know a prison officer, so not all bad. I'm joking, obviously, but the point I'm making is that my friends are doing amazing things and I'm very lucky to have such wonderful friends and it's amazing to catch up with them and hear what they've been getting up to 
And I'm sure many people listening will resonate with the fact that it's been really great to spend time reconnecting with people and catching up with both old friends and new. Now for the third thing in my top three, I have a small confession to make. So since episode two, in which I clearly denounced virtual dating, I have been encouraged to gather a little more courage and just give it a go. One of the few guys I was chatting to on Bumble, I was only chatting to two, as I said, was really nice and he seemed like a good laugh and after messaging for a little while he in the end suggested we meet for a virtual coffee initially I was like oh really and then I thought well what's the harm it's very chilled and if anything I can escape easily by pretending I have issues with the wi-fi or by saying that I have to go and get lunch or something so we had this coffee and it wasn't nearly as anxiety inducing as I imagined. I got to wear comfortable leggings as he could obviously only see my top half which was great and there wasn't much pressure really because all we could do was get to know each other and chat. So it actually went quite well. I mean we were both very dubious beforehand but afterwards we were pretty unscathed. Anyway since then and I really can't believe I'm about to tell you all this on the podcast but It was probably one of the only things of note that happened in my week last week, so here we go. But we decided to go on a Jane Austen-esque socially distanced walk. We both thought that if anything, it could just be a weird story to tell and a bit of an adventure. So we went on a walk around my village, we kept two metres apart the whole time, and we had to battle all of the elements. When we first met, it was sunny, so I obviously didn't bring a coat, because I'm silly. And then it proceeded to rain, and then there were loads of gusty winds, and I basically just sported the attractive windswept hair everywhere, cold, wet look. (laughs) But I am glad I did go on the walk, because it was quite fun, and we laughed about how strange it was, and who would have thought that dating in 2020 would be like courting in the 18th century. You can only flirt with eye contact alone. But it's a good story to tell my grandkids when I'm older, isn't it? You know, oh, back in 2020, I remember the days I went on a blustery date with a stranger and we had to keep two metres apart at all times. Very odd. Although it did make me think that one benefit of socially distanced dates is that you have to have a emotional connection, like you can't obviously have the physical connection. So you do have to really get on with the person and emotionally connect, which is a good thing. And it wasn't nearly as bad as expected. So that's something I can tick off the bucket list. So there we go. This week, I would recommend jazz, catching up with friends and becoming a 21st century Elizabeth Bennet for the day. time for stories from others. I received some great happy stories this week, ranging from huge accomplishments to even saving a caterpillar's life. Honestly, these stories made my week, so I'm hoping that you'll enjoy them too. The first piece of amazing news is from Katie, who prior to lockdown had never really cycled and didn't own a bike. But like many, 
She felt she needed to escape the house for her form of exercise and took up cycling. And she tells me that since lockdown began, she has now cycled 365 kilometres or 226 miles, whichever you prefer measuring distance in. So that's averaging around 30 kilometres a week, which I think is really going some. And this is someone who never cycled at the start of the year. So she now has a bike and she must be so physically fit. And I have to say also, Katie must have thighs of steel. I am in admiration. And she's even been going on long bike rides in the pouring rain. So there is no stopping her. Sadly, I cannot say the same for myself. My bike only has one gear and it's pretty ancient. So that's my excuse, I pretend. Everyone always cycled to lectures when I was at uni, but I often just walked. I blamed my old bike for my lack of cycling skills, when really it was probably just my ineptitude, but oh well. But lots of people, like Katie, have been really enjoying cycling over the past few months. And according to Sports England, the number of people cycling has at least doubled during lockdown from 8% to nearly 16%. And 1.3 million Brits have bought a bike. Everyone has had the same good idea to save on travel costs, avoid public transport and get those endorphins pumping. The next piece of news is from Lizzie, who has just finished uni and as a treat bought herself a paddling pool to spice up her summer. It was only £10 and it's the perfect thing to lounge in on hot days and it was also bought as her puppy's first experience of water. And Lizzie has been loving using it, but her dog less so. Apparently her dog has responded very weirdly to it, first drinking the water then blowing bubbles into it and then just standing in it with her legs splayed. Very cute. But I think this is a fab idea to have some fun and it reminds me a little bit of my childhood. We had a paddling pool when I was very little and it had the tweenies on it. We probably still have it somewhere in the shed actually, but it's probably time to invest in a bigger and non-CBBs inspired one. I think it's set to be sunny this week, Lizzie, so... I hope you have many enjoyable days in your paddling pool and maybe even inspired other people to make a similar investment. And for the third stories from others, I had the pleasure of talking to the mathematical genius, teacher, writer, university challenge celebrity and generally all-round brilliant guy, Bobby Seagull, who has been finding numerous silver linings throughout lockdown. So here he is to share his happy news. Hi, Bobby. Hello, Heather. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Your your smiling face is making me really... Like, I smile a lot, but seeing you sort of sends me like on a smile squared factor. So it's like, I can't handle the smile right now. <laughs> I just really? love how even now you're talking in mathematical terms. Smile squared. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> But I have heard that you've been doing lots of teaching throughout lockdown. How's it been going? It's been wonderful. Again, I'll be honest, when lockdown first happened, it was a bit of a shake-up to my identity because, you know, I'm used to being someone in public, communicating my love for maths and education, be it um, public lectures or in my own school. So it took me a little few days to try and work out how this online um, thing works. But once I got going... I'm now sort of, I've got, I've got a floor, like, obviously, I'm going to 
love being back in the class, but I love being behind the camera and teaching my lessons, whether it's maths or geography. This morning, I was doing a, a class on the suffragettes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, diverse. Do you know Mary Poppins? Has a, I never realized there's a fabulous scene of Mary Poppins where they sing about the suffragettes. Yeah. Well, there you go. You le- you're learning new things yourself. And learning with the students at the same time. And also, you mentioned to me, I don't know if anyone will know this, but you are incorporating, to make it more fun and, you know, happier times in this difficult period, some dance into your maths lessons? Yes, so all of my classes, whether the maths or the geography history, it's a sort of new incorporation. So it was inspired because about a couple of months back, um, so Ulti Mabuse. What a woman. Yeah, completely. So she uh, asked me to be part of a home festival that teaches online. So again, her program teaches things like dance, art and craft, singing, all sort of the, the creative stuff. And yeah. we want, we need someone to be a bit more like bring some academic vigor. But I've been sort of, I've been infected by their funness and all my classes now have a dance. So this morning I was doing the Charleston dance. Oh, wow. Tuesday we did the Hacker. We did a class in New Zealand. Wow. Also, yeah. the Charleston is hard. I know this well, because I struggle. No, no, but honestly, this is just... Imagine that you're the worst maths teacher at dance at the sort of school prom leaving party. I can't claim to have any competence. Have a smile. That's oh, I bet you make their day, though. This is the best teaching ever. Imagine if all my maths classes had dance in them. I'd be so good at maths right now if that was the case. Is it like yeah, think- the times table in a tango? So you're like two it's times four is eight. To be honest, there are elements of where sometimes it is a bit disconnected from the class. But I think if they associate the <laughs> teachers being fun, I think they buy into the person. And they're like, when, when I want to teach them something a bit more challenging, they're like, okay, Mr. Seagull wants to teach us long division. We're going to buy into him because he's taught us how to do... The Charleston. Uh, the, tar- the Tarantella dance. Wow. Tarantella. You must have so much knowledge of dances now. Honestly, like every week I'm learning two or three dances. Okay. I learn like enough to make 10 seconds of a Strictly song. But wow. With the rest of the one minute 50, I'm gone. So I've got 10 seconds of lots of different routines. At the end of lockdown, once we're all out of this, maybe for more happy news, you could film yourself doing 10 seconds of every dance. And it could be like your journey through, like you've gone through New Zealand and all these places and you're associated with dance. A journey around the world. It would go viral. It would go viral. Time and space. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you could somehow have some mathematical backing in the music and it would just Absolutely. be, oh my goodness. You- you could be my producer and director. I found I found a producer and director. I mean, I'm not sure I'd be that good at it, but I'd give it a go. <laughs> I mean, you're spreading joy and still teaching. Because a lot of people, I think, have been struggling with online classes. So it sounds like you've been really helping because you've been doing lives, haven't you, on Facebook and things lives like that. Lives are difficult because when you make mistakes, students let you know very quickly. Really? They're like, are you sure that's correct? And I'm like, ah, one second, let me not embarrass myself in front of all the students. If you've got humility about yourselves in terms of, I, I'm obviously I'm meant to be the expert, but I can make mistakes too. And as soon as you sort of say, oh, sorry, I made a little mistake. I think they think, yeah, we, we do, we buy this guy. We, we yeah. believe him because he's honest enough to admit when he makes a mistake. Well, you're just testing them, you know? You're just testing them. In class, I do that. Like, it's just a test. It's just a test. Just a test. paying attention. Oh, brilliant. Well, I mean, you've been educating children, entertaining children. This is such happy news. And you also look like such a joy. I wish people could see you right now. He's wearing a Hawaiian top, everybody. And he has a background with a seagull football top and the most amazing sunglasses. So what an inspiration. (laughs) But thank (laughs) Thank you you so much, Bobby. It was so nice to catch up. It's a pleasure.
stories from the news. I'm going to be honest and say that I thought there hadn't been much positive news over the past week. A lot of the articles I've been reading had been quite negative. But then I started doing a little more in-depth research and I discovered a fair few happier things which I'm going to share. So in relation to cycling earlier and Katie's fab news, the first thing I want to talk about is along a similar vein and concerns e-scooters. As of Saturday, e-scooters were officially made legal on roads in Great Britain. They were previously illegal, but ministers have now drawn up e-scooter rental schemes to help people get to work without using public transport or cars. And although you need to be careful with safety, it looks like so much fun and a great way to get about. You still need a full or provisional car or motorcycle licence, but this could be a great new method of transport to continue to help the environment and again it's much more cost effective. Who doesn't love scootering? Unlike cycling, I have always loved scootering and actually I had a wonderful ride around Dulwich Park with a good friend of mine after we graduated, so not that long ago. Scooting into adulthood and all that. Actually, I also have a funny story from when I was younger about scooters, but it probably doesn't show me in the best light. When I was around six or maybe seven, I asked Santa for a scooter for Christmas and I specifically said in my letter that I wanted a red scooter with black spots. I don't know why. Maybe it was because I love ladybirds or something, but I was convinced Santa would be able to get me one of those. Anyway, come Christmas Day, I was so excited to see a big scooter-shaped box by the tree, and I saved opening it until very last. But then, when I opened it, to my absolute horror, it was a pink Barbie scooter. Honestly, I was devastated. I could not believe that Santa thought I liked Barbies and also that he couldn't get me a cool red one with black spots. My mum did try to explain that it would have been hard for Santa to find one of those, but I just thought I was being punished for being bad. Anyway, I got over it and I did use the Barbie scooter regularly because ultimately, who doesn't love a scooter? So that was a diversion, but I thought that that was some exciting scooter-related news this week and 50 local authorities have expressed an interest to the government in having e-scooter trials. This is all part of the Transport Secretary's announcement to channel £2 billion into green transport, not only helping to reduce risk in the current climate, but also helping the environment, which is obviously always a good thing. I also want to briefly talk about the arts again, as if you haven't realised by now, it's something I care deeply about, and there isn't much positive news surrounding it. We need to do something about it. But the day I released the last episode in which I talk about how horrible histories are taking their show on the road, Six the Musical also announced something similar. They are going to be doing drive-in concerts at 12 venues throughout August and September. It's an incredible show and it really suits the concert vibe, so I think it will work really well. And it has some amazing tunes. Heart of Stone is my favourite. So that news has definitely given everyone a much-needed lift. And Lambert Productions also announced last week that they are producing an online Songs for a New World by Jason Robert Brown. 
and it's going to be shown later in July with a full band following the success of their production of the last five years, which I watched and it was absolutely brilliant and so well done. So much had gone into it all online, obviously. So there have been some small rays of light for theatre, but obviously in the grand scheme of things, the current situation is not sustainable for the industry and we need the government to do something to help. So please do continue to sign petitions, continue to raise awareness and really encourage everyone to support, donate and actively do what they can in order to help this industry survive and come back bigger and better than ever when it's allowed to. The least we can do in the meantime is to support the incredible efforts that are still being made by artists, creators, musicians, editors, technicians, everyone involved in this industry, not just the people performing, in order to keep it alive and to keep us entertained in this difficult time, because I've been loving watching the online creations. And then the other happy news, which I read this week, was about celebrations, which are happening in other parts of the world, in other countries that are further ahead in their fight against COVID. And a wonderful story that I read was that last Tuesday, hundreds of people gathered to celebrate the end of the Czech Republic's coronavirus crisis. And they all gathered for a party on Prague's Charles Bridge. So it was a huge street party and there were tables spanning 500 metres and everyone had to bring food, flowers or something to drink. And the event organiser said that it was a celebration of life and it looked like such a joyous occasion. And it was really nice to see. And at some point in the future, we will be in a similar situation. I don't know when, I don't know how long. And obviously, we've still got a way to go. But think how wonderful it's going to be when the time finally comes. I cannot wait. So there we have it, some good things which have made me and others happy this week and some lighter things in the news. So I hope you all have a very good week and you enjoyed listening to my funny ramblings. It's meant to be nice weather, I think, so maybe you could cycle to a socially distanced date and then come home and sit in a paddling pool and listen to some jazz to get over it. Who knows? I do feel like I've told some strange stories today. I'm clearly overtired, so I'm going to leave it there. But I am sending lots of love and thank you so much for listening. Keep the good news and happy things coming and I will see you next Monday. Bye for now.